episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and today we are talking about WrestleMania 32. This is the big pre-show, where I'm going to sit down with some of the Needless Things Irregulars and talk about how we have gotten to the WrestleMania 32 card that we're looking at this Sunday night, April the 3rd. Uh, today is April Fool's Day. I was tempted to pull some kind of zany April Fool's joke on you guys. Uh, a, a few things ran through my head. Everything from claiming that the site had been bought by Nerdist to uh, the old standby of, oh, I just can't do this anymore. Uh, just a, a few things, uh, possibilities of funny little things to do. And I decided in the end that I don't care for the concept of April Fool's Day. I don't want to fool my listeners. I love you guys. I don't want to play little jokes on you. I don't want to deceive you because any amount of deception in that way isn't cool. You know, if I if I make you guys think something bigger than is possible is happening, then that's not fair. If I make you guys think that it's all over in some way, that's not fair. There's just... I don't know. It, it wasn't for me. I decided not to do anything. So instead, you're going to get a standard intro, and you're going to get a standard WrestleMania episode. Because the past couple of years, we have done WrestleMania pre-shows to talk about uh, how things have gotten where they are. And this year in particular is interesting because of the injuries, because of the things that WWE has had to do to sort of compensate for the missing talent. And we have a great conversation. It's myself. Scott Coles, newcomer to the show, Sean Reed, the Rad Ranger, and Devlin Valak from PCW, who was on the Wes Craven episode previously. It's a really good roundtable conversation. You guys are absolutely going to enjoy it. If you're into wrestling, if you're not into wrestling, then I am sorry. I've been thinking a lot about needless things and what it means to people and what you guys want to hear Mainly because the Phantom Troublemaker Patreon has now launched. If you enjoy this podcast, if you like NeedlessThingsSite.com, or if you, God forbid, are a fan of the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show, then you can not only support all of these creative efforts, but you can become part of the process Go to patreon.com slash phantom troublemaker and you can support me and everything that I do. Anywhere from a dollar a month up to 30 or more. And you can contribute to the Phantom Troublemaker cause, which includes NeedlessThingsSite.com, the Needless Things podcast, and any and all con activities that I pursue. There are all kinds of rewards 
Everything from access to the exclusive Patreon feed, where I will be putting up behind-the-scenes stuff, special reviews, video commentary, stuff that I will not be posting anywhere else. Not on Instagram, not on the website, not on Facebook. This is the only place you can find this stuff. All the way up to a monthly Needless Things Mystery Box. That's right, I'm going the subscription box route, which, granted, I did it. Almost two years ago, I was offering Needless Things Mystery Boxes. I'm sorry, I'm drinking a lot of water right now because I'm having to record the show and produce it all in one night because of my zany work schedule. So I'm a little dehydrated from drinking and talking. So I'm I'm pounding some water. You'll have to excuse my pauses. But let me just tell you guys, stay hydrated. It's healthy. So anyway, the Phantom Troublemaker Patreon is live. You can support me, everything that I do. Uh, it's monthly. You can sign up, and they're going to just deduct money from your bank account or your PayPal or whatever the case may be every month, and you'll get rewards every month. I'm giving away uh, drawings. I have been drawing all of my life, and I've got tons of Phantom Troublemaker originals. I'll be I'll be giving away drawings. I'll be giving away ad space on needlessthingssite.com. If you sign up uh, for the monthly contribution, I believe $10 or more will get you either a producer credit on the website or if you have a product or something to promote, it will get you an advertising spot on the website and that will last as long as you are donating to the Phantom Troublemaker Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash phantom troublemaker, check out the rewards, see what you think is worth it. If you just want to give a dollar, a dollar is great. I'm down with that. And uh, $30 is the top tier, and there's a limited number of those. But that is the Needless Things Mystery Box, where every month you will receive a box from the Phantom Zone crammed with toys, movies, music, uh, whatever else. I have 40 years of collecting surrounding me here in the Phantom Zone. I've got all kinds of cool stuff to give away to you guys. And uh, my honestly, my bottom goal is to hit $300. Not every month, just to hit $300. And I can do a run of t-shirts. And I will let the Patreon, I will let my patrons determine what kind of t-shirt I make. So go check that out. See if you want to contribute. See if you want to support the website. Another way you can support the site and the podcast is by knowing that the Needless Things podcast can be downloaded on iTunes and Stitcher. You can go there, rate the show, share the show, uh, show it around to your pals, tell everybody about it, spread the word. Word of mouth is key here because uh, I'm not a big advertiser. I'm not big at spreading things around social media. I'm not paying Facebook $5 to spam everybody with my posts. Uh, so please, word of mouth is the way to go. iTunes, Stitcher, and of course at NeedlessThingsSite.com and at Podbean, which is uh, where we host the Needless Things podcast. So check all of that out. And you know what? It's time to go ahead and get to the point because it's late. I've had a long week at work. 
And honestly, I just don't have a whole lot of personal stuff to discuss this time around. We've got WrestleMania stuff to get to. But before we do, I do want to put over NXT TakeOver, which takes place tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, takes place on Friday. If you're listening to it later, then it's going to be archived on WWE Network. So you can go check it out there. But TakeOver is going to be the work rate show. That's going to be the one where all the smarks, all the wanks, who, whatever you consider yourself to be a wrestling aficionado, that's going to be the show for you. Whereas WrestleMania, that's all razzle-dazzle. It's going to be a huge event. But if you're one of those guys that drools over chin locks and chain wrestling and that kind of stuff, then NXT TakeOver is the place to go. And I know I'm going to be watching it tonight. I'm, I'm as excited for that as I am for WrestleMania. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. But of course, first, I want to play a little music from our pals, the Mystery Men. Alright, Phantomaniacs, it's that time of year where I sit down with some of the best and brightest of the Needless Things or Regulars to talk about WrestleMania and what we're expecting from this Sunday's show. Now, I have gathered some folks that you haven't heard from before, and I'm going to introduce them right now. First of all, we have returning to the show for time number two, Mr. Devlin Valak. Welcome back. Uh, greetings, Phantom. Nice to be back. Very different subject matter from uh, when when last we spoke, which was Wes Craven. Yeah, but uh, luckily I'm familiar with this one as well. Yeah, both both <laughs> both topics very much in your wheelhouse. Yep. Uh, we also have Mr. Sean Reed, also known as Rad Ranger, here to provide his perspective on the wrestling business. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is uh, I'm looking forward to this. This nice. is the first show I gotten to be on with Devin. I was we were talking about earlier. So that's right. Now that you are the official uh, ring announcer for Platinum Championship Wrestling, you guys are working together. I know. How did I get that gig? He's doing a good job too. Uh, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to fill Phantom's purple shoes. So, <laughs> and finally, uh, we have a newcomer to the show, but not to my Skype. Uh, this gentleman <laughs> pulled my fat pulled my fat out of the fire one night. Uh, I had a new computer and had not run Skype on it, and I had an interview, and I cannot remember which interview this was, but it I, was with the toy company guy. Oh, okay. With uh, I think it was with Warpo Toys then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put out a message on Facebook. I was like, "Holy shit." I need to test Skype. Is anybody out there? Is anybody out there? And uh, Mr. Scott Coles responded in the positive, got on and talked with me for a few minutes, and it's taken far too long to get you on the show. But, sir, I am glad you're here. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. It's good to be podcasting again. I've been a little bit uh, pod-faded from my old show for a long time because of uh, work schedules. So. Plug your old show. 
anyone who's into the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Legion of Superheroes podcast done every comes out every Monday. Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot com. It's on the Facebooks. It's on all that jazz. So check it out if you're into uh, the old 30th century uh, super guys. Oh, nice, very nice, and and hopefully, apparently, there are. Uh, some rumors swirling around that DC does in, uh, indeed have plans for the Legion with this whole rebirth thing, but that's another episode. <laughs> today we're going to be talking. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Legion of Wrestlers, or possibly the Legion of Injuries. <laughs> oh dear Lord! So WrestleMania, as we all know, is WWE's biggest event of the year. It's where all the storylines culminate and also, you know, usually, especially in recent years, seeds are sown for future storylines. Uh, it's, it's not quite the, uh, season finale as it were that it used to be, but it is still the granddaddy of all the, the showcase of the immortals. And we're going to talk about it. And I will go ahead and caution our listeners. If you are one of the listeners that thinks, Ugh, I really don't care for the episodes when Phantom is drunk, then you're probably going to want to tune out. <laughs> However, if you're one of those listeners, you're probably also one of the listeners that says, I hate it when they do wrestling shows. So we're probably good. So guys, let's talk about the injuries. WWE has been devastated in a way that I don't think they've ever been hit before. So much of their top-tier talent has been taken out, and even their upper mid-card guys like Cesaro, like they, they have lost a massive amount of talent. And it's WrestleMania season. They have to forge ahead and figure out what the fuck they're going to do. Injury-wise, you guys are going to have to help me out because there's so damn many of them. I, I can't remember, but we've got Randy Orton out, uh, I think, with a shoulder injury. We've got John Cena out. With I don't even know what, but uh, I think it's still a shoulder, isn't it? Shoulder. Yeah, I think it's a shoulder. shoulder there's a lot of shoulder because I think Cesaro's, yeah, a lot of shoulders. Cesaro's out with shoulder as yeah. well. Um, Daniel Bryan, obviously, we all know what happened there. Uh, had to, and, and and I don't know how much I I don't. He wasn't an integral part of the show at any point because I think they've probably known for quite some time he wasn't going to be back uh, on schedule. Uh, but Seth Rollins, I mean, he... That's a big hit. Right. He, yeah. I think, he was, was on fire. Yeah, he, he was, was on great. fire, and I'm sure he was the centerpiece of this year's WrestleMania before he got injured. I mean, you know, they, they start planning, for, for all the shit people give WWE, and deservedly so, uh, they do start planning WrestleMania the second WrestleMania is over. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, it's, really. it's a year of planning and they, they have to account for injuries and changes in storylines and whatever else. But Seth Rollins was the man and for he sure. went down. So, and, and there are more. Luke Harper just got injured last week at, at a freaking dark match after yeah, really? Raw. That's just, yeah. <laughs> that um, is disappointing. And like nobody and, even get to see your match. And right. Well, and, and, you know, in my opinion, the most valuable member of the Wyatts. Yeah, he's definitely uh -huh. the best member. Easily. Because uh, he's, he's the guy you can throw out there, and he's going to have a great match every single time. I mean, him and Ambrose had a series of matches a few months ago 
that were on you know on the verge of putting them both in the main event, even though that was not the intention. Oh, yeah, and that mm-hmm. uh, match you had with Dolph and the with the ladder match. Yes. Oh yeah. That was great. Yeah, I mean that that guy can just go. Uh, the the only thing he has going against him is he's had the look he's had for so long that I don't know if he can overcome the character that uh, you know he's he kind of been shoehorned. He said into. that look since the Indies, right? So yeah, he I don't think he has to though. I mean, he's really worked it to the point where he knows you know he's got it down. It's always he's always in character, which helps. Yeah, yeah, that's well, and he is one of those guys that. The, it's almost like there's not a gimmick. He's very real. Mm-hmm. He's very, he gets in there and you buy everything that he does. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's no act there. So that, that's definitely going for him. So who else have we got? I, I think those are the biggest casualties uh, as far as potential WrestleMania storylines go. Uh, so WWE has, you know, they lost a good chunk of their main event and their upper mid card. And have had to sort of forge ahead and Project Roman continues on and we'll discuss that. What we're going to do for for you guys that are listening, we're going to take a look at the card and we're going to run down in my approximation of the order that these matches are likely to happen. Uh, with The only ones we know for sure are the Total Divas tag team match and the Usos versus the Dudleys will take place on the pre-show. Uh, everything else is up in the air. We don't even know for sure what the main event is going to be. So we're just going to run down the card and talk about how we got where we are and what we think is, is going to happen quality wise and outcome wise. And I want to start. Let's, let's just so we're not starting on a bad foot. Let's go with the Usos and the Dudleys. Although there are some that probably aren't crazy about that one. Uh, we've got the Usos, who personally I think are a red-hot babyface tag team. Uh, they have been overshadowed by some excellent work from some other tag teams. Uh, one of them got injured for, for a while, so they kind of lost some momentum there. But they're, to me, one of those family-friendly babyface tag teams. They've got a high energy level. They've got a great look. And, you know, me... I can kind of turn my brain off and just get behind them because they're they're exciting in the ring and yeah, they don't do a lot of mic work, but they don't have to. They run out, they're high energy and they do their thing. So I enjoy watching them. And then you've got the Dudley Boys, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, if not the greatest, who are back to being heels and despite the high smark level of the crowds today are managing to get over as heels thanks to their we're not using tables gimmick uh so these two going against each other it's gonna be a good match it's gonna be a good way to open not necessarily the show but the event because let's not kid ourselves we're gonna sit and watch these two matches as well uh how do you guys feel about the Usos and the Dudleys and where they are right now? I'll tell you this, I'm a little surprised the Dudleys aren't higher up on the card at the moment. Yeah, Dudleys kind of got lost in the shuffle. For a while they got a good push when they first came in and then they just kind of just faded to the background. Yeah, they kind of they, they seemed like they were brought in to help really put over New Day. Um which is also weird though because it's not like New Day needed the rub. To, to get put over. Well, I think I think they brought the Dudleys in to 
to help the tag teams because if you go back and look we we had some really exciting tag teams but they weren't actually very good at tag team wrestling yeah yeah i guess to bolster the division and to really bring bring that legacy in i guess they so yeah it now that i think about it it's probably less to give they had that big program with new day but it was almost now i'm thinking going back on my thoughts i'm changing to quote donald trump poorly um <laughs> the uh <laughs> Uh, I think it was to give a rub to the entire tag team division and kind of light a little bit of a fire because well to have some veterans in there that, yeah exactly. that knew what they were doing that understood uh you know how tag matches worked right so that there was some psychology there and 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 I feel like that you know we had a hot tag division but now we have a hot competent tag division right well and so much of the tag division and and this kind of plays into my opinion about the Usos is that. I think the Usos are a fantastic tag team, and they're one of those great, traditional, just really good baby face. The crowd loves them. They've got stuff that the crowd can yell. They'll come out. They get a huge pop. They do their haka. It's it's huge. People love that. Um, but they've been overshadowed because they, in a way, be, because they've become Roman Reigns lackeys. Yeah, that was you know it's it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. that association. So they they've not been able to stand on their own. As look at this tag team, it's the Usos. It's been this tag team who is cousins to Roman Reigns who were pushing, and so they're getting overshadowed, and you're not really getting to see them for what they're worth. Which is probably why I'm not terribly excited about this match, just because. Like I said, the Dudleys have been brought in. They give a more legitimacy. They they give a, a, an old school feel. Um, anybody they go against is immediately given the rub and 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 looks great uh, in that match and, and comes off solid. And, and a team like the Usos could really benefit from that, but they've been a little overshadowed. So I'm I'm a little lackluster on this match. I'm glad to see them myself. Uh, I thought they were on a really good hot run before. Was it Jimmy that got hurt? Jimmy or no Jay? Idea. Either Same one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a Ju. And that's- mm-hmm. look, people that work and get paid by the work for and get paid by WWE cannot tell them apart. So I think <laughs> we go. we do not need to be held even we to that a pass. Standard. Yes, right. Yeah, but I mean, talking about Luke Harper earlier. They, Harper and Rowan, had great, great matches with the Usos before Jimmy got hurt there. Oh, they yes. did, yeah. Like, that was a great feud that they had going on. I was so sad when uh, it stopped. So I was kind of hoping this this match here kind of looks like that one in a way. If you got your big sort of bruisey guys going up against the baby faces and maybe, you know, showing that they're still doing the thing. They're still getting in there and getting it done. I honestly don't know how I would call it. I mean, the Usos will probably get over, but I think I don't because know. I think because it's so likely to be the opener, I think we're going to get a big babyface win. But I think it will be. I mean, this is going to be a good match. It depends on how much time they give it to mm-hmm. to develop, because it's chances are it's going to be ten or less. But I think these guys can put on an intense match where we really get some good drama in a short amount of time. Yeah, they did in that. Uh... Who was all in the three-way ladder match? It was the Usos, uh, the Luchadors, and, and the New Lucha- Day. Yeah, and the New Day. Yeah, and that was a stellar match. Yeah, it was um, great. Nobody could top it. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they put on one, they put on a clinic as far as like tag team gimmick matches go. So we know that the Usos can go. We know that the Dudleys can go and that the Dudleys do really good ring psychology. So it will be interesting to see those, um, sort of the, the young and the old and the, you know, the highly athletic and the, the more muscle, you know, brute force guys go up against each other. What about you, Devlin? What, what's your outlook on this one? I'm thinking, well, I'm definitely going with the Usos getting, getting the rub on it just because like, like we said, uh, the Dudleys are there to get, elevate the tag division. But, uh, it's, it's kind of a match that doesn't matter. It, yeah. It'll be a good match, but it doesn't really matter. It, I think it matters to the Usos because I think the, they need some rehab because Sean was talking about their association with Roman, and I think the intention there was, man, these Usos are red hot. The kids love them. When they come out, the audience loves them. Let's maybe see if a little bit of that can rub off on Roman. But I think, like Sean said, it actually dragged the Usos down yeah. as opposed to elevating Roman any. Because quite let's, let's be honest, there isn't shit WWE can do to elevate Roman right now. He's a black hole of charisma. <laughs> My <laughs> gosh. Oh. No idea what's going on there. So, uh. It's unfortunate. He's got a great look. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll, we'll talk That's about him it. because there, there's a lot to be said. But, but for now, uh, Usos Dudley's definitely going to be a solid match worth catching. Uh, for sure. Ch- chances are the Usos go over because they're going to want a happy babyface win, but we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be good either way. Uh, now that we've gotten that, Settled in. We're happy. We're satisfied. Let's move mm-hmm. on to the Total Divas uh, oh, exhibition match. Boy. Can we just skip we, that? Do uh, we have to? <laughs> we well, we can't skip it because Natalia's involved, and Natalia is one of the hottest ladies in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, we do have to mention her at least. So what we have is well, sorry. Go ahead. The the Total Divas, which is Brie Bella. Paige, Natalia, Alicia Fox, and Eva Marie, which, Yay. what the <laughs> nice. fuck is that team? <laughs> that. Versus Bad and Blonde, which is the worst tacked on at the last minute moniker I've ever heard in my life, which is uh. Lana, Summer Rae, Naomi, Emma, and Tamina. So here's, here's, this match is so fucked up because you've got Paige, Natalia, and Emma, who can go right? They can. That's exactly. Naomi, what I, <laughs> very athletic, not a good wrestler. Very athletic mm-hmm. though, uh, mm-hmm. and high energy. Like I think there's a place for her. I think she has a spot, but she's got to get away from this total divas bullshit. Uh, and then you've got basically a bunch of baggage. This is going <laughs> to be a crap match. If they give it more than five minutes, they're wrong. Uh, I, then that's all I've got to say about it. What about you guys? And to break it down even further, you have Lana, who up until now has not established herself as a wrestler. Well, no, no, uh, she did a move the other night. Yeah, she did the, uh, the Xbox she's, thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. That's and unfortunate. Than, right. Because the vagina slam is a move <laughs> yeah. all women can perform, apparently. Right, exactly. It's part of estrogen. I don't know. Vince logic. Sure. Um, but yeah, so you have Brie Bella who's out, like, is about to retire. Um, uh, Paige, like, this match would be great if it was Paige, Natalia, 
um, Emma, and even Naomi. Like, even if you just wanted to do, like, sure, a sure, team. absolutely. Because with the right people in the ring, Naomi is, as you said, she's super athletic. She's not the best wrestler, but she's really athletic and with the right storyteller. I, I feel like she doesn't have any psychology whatsoever, but she, she can, she can hit her spots. Exactly. And mm-hmm. All that, so she can. Right. She can, tactics. Yeah. She can, she can pop the crowd and all of that. So you put her in the ring with Paige, uh, with Natalia. And, and then Natalia knows. I mean, she's a freaking heart. She knows ring psychology probably yeah. better than anybody else on the roster. Um, so that would be amazing. But yeah, the, the baggage and apparently there were just different rumors on forums and, or, or discussions on forums and stuff that the, the fact that they brought Eva Marie out on the main roster and she got booed caught them by surprise. Yeah, apparently it, they were really expecting her to get a big babyface pop because they still don't understand that in this day and age, their core audience is taking in all of their product. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there isn't really... You can't really say the internet, internet wrestling, wrestling community... Because we, because we all are. Right. And, and that the, the NXT crowd is not in a bubble. Like you can't just assume, well, that's just Orlando. Right. Cause that, that crowd is popping the same and huge everywhere they've gone on the road. Right. Or at least that's what it appears. And so at that point you can't just say, well, no, it's just Orlando hates Eva Marine. Like, no, it, everybody <laughs> hates that character. So when you put her on a team that is, I guess, ostensibly supposed to be the faces. And I say that only because you have Natalia and Alicia Fox on the team who tend to work as faces. Um, yeah, it's the only thing to really I'm, cheer for in this match is that it's over quickly. Yeah. And, and it, I has say the potential, that. it has the potential to be a clusterfuck of epic proportion. Yeah. That's true. If I never saw Summer Rae again, I'd be happy. I got to tell you that much. I, I, I don't know what it is about her. She just rubs me the wrong way. Every time she comes on TV, I walk away. I, I agree with you. <laughs> this match is going to have more blown spots than a Dalmatian in a whorehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, moving on oh, to yeah. the actual Wrestle, WrestleMania. Why is it Vince McMahon cannot pronounce WrestleMania? Um, we're going to go ahead and start with Callisto versus Ryback. I don't. I don't know that that's uh, going to be the opener because I don't, I cannot pick where this one's going to go. Uh, we've got Kalisto, who to me has absolutely broken out as a tremendous performer. Uh, he had one really shitty match with Alberto Del Rio, and I don't know whose fault that was, but every other match Kalisto has had has been very, very good to the point where I'm tempted to compare him to, to WCW era Rey Mysterio. The guy, the guy busts out some phenomenal stuff. He, in, you know, in 2016, it's unusual to watch a wrestling match and say, wow, I haven't seen that before. And he brings that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, if you haven't seen his indie stuff, he, uh, he's holding back. A lot on WWE TV. Oh, really? See, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not familiar with his pre WWE career at all. Yeah, he used to be. Uh, he used to have the moniker of Samurai Del Sol. Oh, nice. So that was in uh, Dragon Gate where I saw him. Okay, uh, I'm sure he made his rounds. Sure, sure. To other places, but yeah, he's oh, he he's was awesome. Gate? Yeah, he was in Dragon Gate. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, that, yeah, he was probably putting on stellar matches then. Cause, yeah. uh, like, Dragon Gate is another one of those. I haven't watched any Dragon Gate, maybe some YouTube stuff, but I feel like it's another one of those that a lot of high athletic spot festy spot type fest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, the only reason I know Dragon Gate is, uh, Alex Shelley, who I will follow anywhere. Did some stuff with them. I don't. I, I think it was some kind of crossover stuff, maybe with Ring of Honor or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the six man matchers. Yeah, and and that's anywhere Alex Shelley goes. So too does Phantom Troublemaker. Uh, so I, that's my main familiarity. But anyway, Kalisto has come to WWE and has, despite being very tiny, has managed to make a name for himself. Uh, he's entertaining to watch. He's very energetic and he earned a freaking championship. So United States champion Kalisto being challenged by Ryback who I'm not, I don't I'm at a like loss with this guy. Huh? I, I'm at a loss with this guy. I don't, I don't know why he gets the cheers he gets. I can't understand his appeal. I don't get why he gets the push that he gets. That's that's where I am. Because he can never seem to break yeah. th- break through. But here's I mean, the thing. He does get pops. He is, aside from uh, the claims of one Charles Montgomery Punk, uh, he is competent in the ring. I mean, you know, he's got his spots. He does his thing. But he's a fucking big guy. What do you want from him? I feel like mm-hmm. he goes out there and has solid matches. You know, he's not a turd. He's not he's not early days Chris Masters. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't I don't want to see him fight Callisto. That's not the match I want here, and I don't understand why the United States Championship match is this one-on-one match with Callisto, the exciting uh, you know, red hot high flyer versus Ryback, who's been, you know, treading water to a certain extent for a little over a year now. But the Intercontinental title match, Kevin Owens, that's the guy that should be in a single match, whether it's with Dolph Ziggler, who Owens has brought back from the brink, in my opinion, or Sami mm-hmm. Zayn, mm-hmm. who has the history with Owens. You know, why the fuck is that the ladder match with, with six guys in it, and this is the singles match? But this is what we're talking about now. So what do you guys think about Kalisto versus Ryback? I, I agree. <laughs> that this this should have been the multi-man match for sure because the, the Ryback-Kalisto angle just isn't working. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not interesting at all. No, and, it's uh, not. And, and I get... I get that they perceive the appeal of a little man, big man match, but I feel like that's so 1998, I guess. Yeah. Like people, we're too, the general crowd is too smart for that now. We know, especially with WWE's open breaking of kayfabe, we know that that doesn't matter a shit anymore. Yeah, that's not an exciting factor to have in a match anymore. So, and and he's already beat Ryback in one match, so it's you don't even have that. 
Right, where, right. Where you say, oh, can he beat the big guy? Where he did. Yeah, I don't understand why we didn't have a few DQs, a few countouts. Like, why didn't they build this properly to where, you know, maybe the people that weren't thinking about it too much could wonder, wow, can he do it? Just as good as he is, Ryback's just the giant muscle man. Yeah, I don't know. I just, him. I, I well, feel like this is, this is WWE's weird myopic vision here. It yeah, I feel like this is Vince's obsession with big dudes. Um, and well, come on, Giant Killer Ray Mysterio worked so well. <laughs> uh, Take yeah. every big guy you got, throw him at the littlest guy uh, you got. Uh, oh, come on, that was a great month, wasn't it? Oh, so bad, so <laughs> bad. Could have been great. I mean, I love Ray Mysterio. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah no, it was wasn't his fault great. at all. He was a, he he should have been a notable champion for something other than just he's a little guy fighting get well not even fighting a little guy getting his ass beat by big guys <laughs> and then sneaking it out at the last minute right uh, yeah. uh, so such bad booking um <sighs> so i kind of like to see callisto do a heel turn here where he just stops actually trying to win and just tries not to lose that would be very he, interesting because i i always wanted to see a ray mysterio heel turn I always thought the little guy that gets fed up with being cast as the little guy would be very interesting. I was, yeah. I was thinking they could do something with uh, Sin Cara because you know, it seems like there should be some uh, hostility between them. You know, Sin Cara goes off of the injury and Callisto is successful in singles. Yeah, after while he's gone. Well, there was a time where I thought that was going to be the match. I, I thought it. I thought we would be seeing Sin Cara versus Callisto. But uh, yeah, Ryback, our yeah. our big old hunk of spam. Has Maybe he's just it. the placeholder. He's just you know, Sinkara's not quite ready yet. Well, and you know what? That if that's the case, if Ryback is just shining Kalisto up and Kalisto's going to go over. Then, you know, maybe it's not a bad call. And the thing is, this this match is likely to happen early on the card, and you know, WrestleMania. Typically is where the baby faces go over. So if we're just using Ryback to put a little more shine on Kalisto to set up an actual decent feud, then maybe it's not such a bad call. But we don't know and we won't know until Sunday night. Well, and here's the, here's the thing that's, that just drives me a little crazy with this other than the fact that I just, I don't, what was that you said earlier, Scott? You said the Roman Reigns is like a, a black hole of charisma. I, I think Ryback <laughs> is like, Oh yeah, it's him too. He, he's like the black hole of Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> and he still makes Roman Reigns look good, right? Right. Like Roman Reigns is like freaking Robin Williams by comparison. Ew. Uh, <laughs> and because uh, because Ryback is just Ryback himself doesn't seem like he. he I don't know. Too many steroids, humor growth. See, no, I I actually think there's a great personality there that WWE doesn't know what to do with because if you look back at his skip sheffield days like he's a funny guy he's a charming guy he's got something there but they've never let him use his natural charm oh maybe that man i think if they uh... cut him loose and let him sort of do his own thing i think there's something there but they they haven't done that yeah there's goldberg in him yeah (laughs) yeah well yeah yeah exactly this podcast has quickly become Sean says a thing, 
Phantom says a counter thing, Sean changes his mind about his thing. <laughs> I love I love that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, all right. It's well, his we, favorite but, one. Yeah. But getting getting to the to the my main beef about it is that this is for a championship. Like this is the US championship. I feel like it's WrestleMania, if you're gonna have like the belts of uh, regardless of what they are, any belt should feel like a big match at yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. And this doesn't. You're this right. feels like a throwaway that I would be perfectly fine being part of the pre show and just going, eh. But you know, this but, would be right after the, the Divas. Here's uh, here's the thing though. Wreck. Here's the thing <laughs> during though. During this, the deepest train wreck. <laughs> they just have two, two mat, two rings and just put them both on at the if, same time, get it over with. <laughs> but here's the thing we have to consider. If John Cena had not gotten injured, chances are he would be in this match. It would be yeah. something. Yeah. That would be interesting. Right. It right. would be something entirely different, probably with a lot more build and a lot more momentum going in because right. You know, John Cena elevated this United States championship to a place it had not been probably since Diamond Dallas Page held it uh, in WCW. Right. Yeah, and yep. that's yeah, and that's a, a, basically this is another domino that They've unfortunately done, got right. knocked over because of the injuries. They've done the best they could, but we've got to move on because we've got more matches to talk about. Uh, we've only we, talked about three. Yeah, right. Exactly. And we've talked about three, minutes. none of which are, are phenomenal, exciting matches. Uh, three shit throwaway matches. Let's, since we've already mentioned it, let's move on to the Intercontinental Championship match, uh, which is Kevin Owens as the champion defending against Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, The Miz, and Stardust. This is a ladder match, and this is the most, like, aim my ass at the wall and see what comes out in sticks match. Uh, Kevin Owens is a phenomenon. He's a, once, oh, yeah. he's a once in a generation wrestler. Um, Freddie Prince jr. Agrees. <laughs> well, that's okay. Then let me, let me explain that reference. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Freddie Prince jr. Used to be a writer for WWE. Yeah, he was for a long time, right? He, he uh, for about a, a year years? and a half. For about was eight, it only a year and a half? Eight, I thought he did eighteen to like twenty months, something like that. And I recently read an interview with him where he was talking about working for WWE. It was very interesting. Uh, I cannot remember where it was, but if you Google Freddie Prince Jr. WWE interview, you'll find it. Uh, but they asked him, obviously, since we're going into WrestleMania, about what he thought about the booking, what he would do. And every single example he gave of booking, he said Kevin Owens. So <laughs> obviously, I put Kevin Owens in every match. Yes, and I mean that's basically what went down. So Freddie Prince Jr. clearly has very good taste in wrestling. Kevin Owens, sheerly through his talent and force of will, has gotten himself in the position of being, in my opinion, the most valuable employee WWE has. Uh, everything he does is real. And when I'm looking at wrestlers, I can be entertained by a lot of different things. If you're really good at moves, I can like you. If you're good at talking on the mic, I can like you. Uh, if you just have a certain look, I can dig you just because you look cool. But Kevin Owens is real. And to me, that's the most important thing about any wrestler is when I can suspend my disbelief with no effort. 
and I believe everything that Kevin Owens does and says. And I think that's what's gotten him over, and that's what's made him such a good Intercontinental Champion. Uh, so he's the man right now. He has history with Sami Zayn. Obviously, years, 10, was it 15 years of history yeah, with Sami Zayn? Like oh, yeah. Away from yeah. Canada. Right, exactly. Uh, Dolph yeah, Ziggler, Canada. Dolph Ziggler, who is a fantastic athlete, a guy that for some reason just can't quite find his stride for me personally. Uh, I'm, I'm behind Mr. Ziggles, but he just hasn't hit his magical thing yet. Zack Ryder, everybody loves Zack Ryder. He's never going to be main event, but we love Zack Ryder. So, I don't love Zack Ryder. No, you I don't, don't love Zack Ryder? Talk <laughs> you about, love Zack Ryder. Talk about not loving Zack Ryder. <laughs> you love Zack Ryder because you love the hype bros. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, love, like bros? I love the hype bros because I love Zack Ryder. But <sighs> when Zack Ryder walks into a stadium, they love him. So so you can't. It is weird. I don't understand it. I think okay. he's just got a ton of personality, a ton of charisma, and look, he's solid in the ring. He knows he's, he's very doing. earnest. And when he raises his fist and goes woo woo woo, everybody says it with him. So there's oh. no de- there's no denying this guy's value. Now, I always feel like they're making fun of him when he does that. <laughs> like he goes woo 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 and they're like, "Oh yeah, Zack Ryder, woo woo woo." Okay, I'm woo. making fun of him when he does it. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> but no, I, I I was away from wrestling for a while and so he came in during the time when I was away, so I didn't have any I don't have any of his you know, sort of early days at the at the WWE at all. Right, right. So I missed all that stuff. So yeah, to he, me, he, when I came in, he was already in the undercard. Right. Just yeah, sort of sitting already, around getting beat, getting his ass beat. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he got a good push for a minute. You know, hyping himself up on the internet, and then he just kind of just faded away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like they don't care for self starters over there. Like if you if you go out of your way to get yourself over, it's almost like it pisses them off for some reason. But oh, right. So. Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, who is uh, more competent than the last Sin Cara, but mm-hmm. certainly does not belong in an Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz, who, man, I could spend a whole podcast talking about how I hate and love The Miz, but let's just say The Miz brings a lot to the table. He is a huge part of why AJ Styles has succeeded in the WWE. Uh, when they give The Miz the right opportunity, he can always shine. But it's a matter of them giving him the opportunity. And then Stardust, who is just fantastic. Oh, so yeah. That's who we have in this match. It's not the match we would want for Kevin Owens in the Intercontinental Championship. But it is going to be a badass match. How do you guys feel about these guys being in this match? Let's, uh, Devlin, let's start with you. Well, first of all, I hope nobody gets hurt. Uh, right. Because this is one of those matches where that will happen. Yes, it is. Uh, Sammy, I'm really excited to see him, uh, make Mania. I didn't know if he was going to make it because they really pushed it up to the deadline. 
to get him on the main roster. You know what? Let me let me ask you this real quick. Um, since you, I mean, you are. I, I don't. I obviously didn't make this clear at the beginning of the show. Devlin, you wrestle. You are a wrestler. You get in the squared circle. You put your body on the line for yep. the live audiences. Take my uh, bumps. Yes, exactly. So you know what it's like. Uh, I like Sami Zayn's charisma. He's obviously a very competent worker. But personally, and this is just my opinion, and my opinion has been known to be wrong from time to time, I feel like he sells too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like... When he's in matches, he looks helpless. Uh, yes, he gets yep. his ass beat so bad <laughs> that you give up on him, and then he makes this comeback. And I, I feel like he needs to tone it down on the selling a little bit. I, I see it. I see it usually when he's with bigger guys, like when he's with Kevin Owens or when he's with uh, Samoa Joe. It's just a lopsided fight. Yeah, like he, he has he has to make the comeback so big. And when the comeback happens, it's almost like, well, he, he sold getting his ass beat so bad that I don't buy him doing these moves that he's doing now. Yeah. But I love Ziggler's the same way. What's that? Ziggler has the same problem. You're, you're exactly right. Ziggler (laughs) does have the same problem. And well, and this is, and look, I'm, though, for the listeners, if you guys listen to the Stone Cold podcast, this is going to sound like, regurgitation but i can't help it because he's fucking right uh a lot of the moves that these guys are using are too big to be using when somebody hit when ziggler hits a dd ddt off the top turnbuckle that's oh, a fucking gosh. finish it yeah. should be but yeah. this is happening like three moves into the match and that's the kind of stuff. Now Zane is a little better about that. I have not seen him hit or take big match-ending moves like that. Yeah, even his uh, finish isn't even a big move. Yeah, he's he's more solid that way, but Ziggler's terrible about hitting or taking huge, basically, finish moves and then popping back up, and I hate that shit. And his DDT is beautiful. Yes, that, it is. Just it jumping should... way up in the air like that and just taking it down. Oh, that, my God, yes. it's a thing of beauty. Nobody should kick out of that. That no. should be it. Uh, but oh, anyway, sorry, Devlin. Back yeah. to back to the yeah. match. Okay, so yeah, I'm excited, excited for Sammy. Uh, Dolph is great. I love him. So uh, you know, I'm cool with him being in this match. Zack Ryder. I have no idea why he's in this match whatsoever. Like he's been doing jobs in main event. He should be in the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, he should be eliminated first. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like thirty. 30- 25 seconds just to beat yeah. the... Look, I I like Zack Ryder, but I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> Sin Cara, though, uh, let's see, yeah, Sin Cara's in it. So, yeah, he's cool. You know, he, this is the type of match that he would excel in, as we've seen, you know, from the other ladder match he was in, as long as he doesn't get hurt, because he's fresh <laughs> off an injury, too. He had that uh-huh. shoulder injury, so he's probably still uh, working through that. Uh, the Miz... I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I, the Miz is a good heel, but I don't like to watch him wrestle. If that makes any sense. I, I get it. I get matches. it. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying, and he. I feel like he's one of those guys that's a really good hand. That when he's in the ring with somebody spectacular, he is up to the challenge. 
But if he's in the ring with somebody that's not, he's not a guy that can put the match over. Yeah. Yeah. But got, he's main evented WrestleMania. He did, yes. Right here in Atlanta, in Atlanta Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that one, thankfully, but. I was there, but I was about 8,000 feet from the ring in the, <laughs> in the nosebleeds because I just wanted to be able to say I was at WrestleMania. I was, uh, you know, I knew we, we were all going to come back here and watch it on, uh, on the screen. Cause uh, honestly, if you're that far away, why are you even going? You're going just to say you were at WrestleMania. Yeah. Edge, mm-hmm. Edge was, uh, a little tiny dot in the ring. <laughs> so you stare at the screens the whole time. <laughs> so, um, and then Stardust. What Stardust. Do you, you, I love being, Stardust. Being a fellow makeup individual, <laughs> how do you, Stardust is great. Stardust, no matter what he does, no matter where he is on the card, He's entertaining. He knows how to get himself over, and yeah. he's always valuable. Yeah, he, he's great. I think the gimmick—I love the gimmick—but in a way, I think it hurts him because it's almost—it might be too corny for some people. But can but here's the thing: people keep talking about like, well, like after Dusty passed, mm-hmm. uh, people were saying, "Oh, well, maybe Cody will go back to being Cody." But here's the thing: at this point. Can he go back to being Cody? Is that a viable thing, even? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he might be like where Goldust is and just be stuck with the gimmick. Which, I mean, that would be fine. I, I would love to see him and Goldust get back together, really. I think they shouldn't have broke them up so soon. Well, it, uh, they shouldn't have broken them up, but it also irritated me that they never got to to complete their feud. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of just disappeared. <laughs> like most things do in, in the WWE. Well, I think, didn't Goldust get injured, though? I, th- I think he did get injured, but I thought there was something that happened that was supposed to happen before he actually got hurt. Yeah, I I, I think it really did just kind of fall off. What about uh, Sean and Scott? What do you guys feel about this match? I personally feel like this could be, this should be two different matches. Like, you should take half these guys. Uh, like, Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, and uh, The Miz and Stardust could be in one match, and then Owen, Zayn, and Ziggler, or even Owen, Zayn, Ziggler, and The Miz in a four-way. And then, I, I don't know, when they, when I saw this come together on Raw, when Stephanie did it, this felt to me like, well, we just have a few guys we want to make sure to get their their WrestleMania bonus check, well, so and we're that's, just going to fit them in. But that is the thing, every year going into WrestleMania, I do try to consider a lot of these guys, let's just get them a payday. Because right, it yeah. is, there is a certain amount, like that Total Divas match, you know, there's a certain amount of packing the card just so, you know, workers are right. getting that sweet WrestleMania. Everybody payday. gets that nice little bump. That, right. That bump and, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll give them that. And, and, I don't have any issue with these guys being on the card. I just don't feel like this is the match they should have been. No, and, and unfortunately it's going to make for a very crowded match with, you know, a lot of these guys are really good, but um, sometimes they're really good only when they're opposite other people. And, you know, like I, I feel like Ziggler isn't bad, but I feel like he's better when he's in the ring one-on-one with somebody who's really good. 
Like, I feel like an Owen Ziggler match would be really fun to watch. Zane, uh, my only concern with Sami Zayn is that he's doing, he's in the, uh, next takeover, NXT takeover, um, against, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura the night before. Right. That's and so it's like, how much is going to be left in the tank? Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn has the roughest weekend of anyone. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, my gosh, and I hate it, and I want to go ahead and tell you guys and the listeners, I hate it that we're not giving TakeOver more attention. Uh, yeah, but that looks like this might be the better show. Oh, it's for sure. <laughs> oh, it's I absolutely. Mean, well, okay, work rate-wise, for sure it's yeah. going to be a better show, but nothing is, and this is what I told somebody uh, earlier in the week, you know, WrestleMania is the one occasion where I'm totally fine with there being more sizzle than steak. It is a spectacle. The show. Yes, exactly. It's the spectacle. It's the one where Triple H can walk out with a fucking stupid Terminator mask and oh, you're like, God. and you're like, okay, that's cool. I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> like, like, I'm fine. I don't think anyone said that's cool. No, I totally, dude. <laughs> I kind of did. I loved I it. I loved <laughs> no. it. It's, you're in the minority. Oh, it's I was like, goofy. where's my Terminator mask? Yeah, it's goofy as shit. <laughs> But I loved it, man. It's fun. And that match, that match was a ridiculous clusterfuck. It was terrible. Oh, good. yeah. But, man, it was fun to sit and watch. And that's, you know, WrestleMania can be that. It, it's got, it, it has everything from amazing work rate to, to fucking goofy shit. And I, I love it for that. That's something for everybody. It's good. Yeah, it's true. Yes, I get yes, that. Exactly. Well, yeah. One of all the times for it to be like stupid, over the top with nonsense, mania is that because it, you expect them to pull out all the stops and come out with ridiculous outfits and to <laughs> you know like what are Show those movies? Right, well, and, <laughs> what are those mix and match characters? The, the, oh, the mad, mad Men and Monsters or whatever? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, no. The WWE characters and the... Oh, the Build-A-Figures uh, or whatever? Not even the, the Build-A-Figures. Swap, the swap... Uh, the swap parts, so it's like uh Triple H can be a gladiator, Roman Reigns yeah, can yeah, be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's one shit. of those times, like, they could come out dressed like that ridiculous action figure with act... Like, Sin Cara could come out with wings attached to his back. <laughs> Dude, Rey Mysterio <laughs> came out dressed as some kind of weird bird one year, and the crowd went fucking nuts. I mean, right, that's what we're it's talking like, about. You All know right. what? It's made we gotta, we gotta wrap up this IC title match. Scott, what do you think about this thing? Uh, I mean, it's a ladder match. It's gonna be, <laughs> that's the most it's gonna be lots of noise ever. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that I would love to see it if it was just Kevin Owens beating the crap out of Sami Zayn and Dolph Ziggler until they both came back and knocked each other out or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little too, yeah, I feel like it's a little too full, but I mean, it, there's obviously a lot of good work in this, in that ring. And so I think it's going to be awesome. I hope nobody hurts themselves. That is really the, the key thing. And as long as Kevin Owens comes out of it with the title, I'm happy. Well, and I think that's part of why it is such a full match. I think they're protecting Owens and not in, in the negative way that they, that we normally say somebody's being protected. I think it's a way to have so much going on that Owens gets the sneaky win and everybody's yeah. like, Oh, you dastardly bastard. But if he can somehow this. manage, if he can somehow manage to out sneak the Miz, 
when the Miz tries to do something sneaky like that, that'll be the best. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's the only be. one really in a position to win this match. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now, given some of the stuff that's happened recently. Part of this match is not even going to happen in the ring. That's probably a, true. I, I think a big part, because of the amount of people, I think, and, and given Owen's pension for just walking away, um, I, I feel like there's going to be a big chunk of this match that's going to take place like on the ramp or outside of the ring while there's other crazy shit going as on. As long as they don't go backstage and use forklifts, I'm no. fine with it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal or the everybody that we don't know what to do with match. The Jobber Battle Royal. The, yeah, there's. I mean, yeah. there's, there's not much. To everybody gets paid. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know what? Fine, I'll sit through ten minutes of those guys, you know, bumbling around the ring. If it means a payday for them, good for them. Uh, but the big thing is, who wins this thing? Uh, we've got uh, uh, we, Big Show, Kane, Braun Strowman. I mean, those are basically the guys that I think have any kind of chance in hell of actually winning it. Uh, last year, I will admit, I was a little surprised when Cesaro won it. But this year, I think... And th there are rumors that he's coming back. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be awesome if he's surprised. I thought yeah. Show won it last year. Yeah, Show won it last year. Oh, you're right. Cesaro, Cesaro won it, won it two year. years ago. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't... Honestly, I don't care much about the gimmick. I don't care much about the match. I don't think I think this is almost a king of the ring type of thing where if if you win it and you do exactly the right thing you can get over a little bit but if you're a guy that's on his way to the top anyway this isn't going to do anything for you. No. Uh there's no point in Big Show winning it. There's no point in Kane winning it unless Kane's going to start uh, like a triumphant on his way out kind of tour. Yeah, that's true. That's he's he's got to be getting close to the age where he's thinking, you know what, it's probably time for me to kick back a bit. Yeah. Uh, Mark One Henry's last good run. Isn't he supposed to be going out? Who's that? Mark Henry. Isn't yeah. he supposed to be on his way out too? Well, it's. I mean, who knows? Because when, when we talk about guys retiring or guys leaving, we got to think about the fact that you know, for the past 15 years, we've been talking about Undertaker and yeah, what his last match is going to be. <laughs> yeah. so you, and Big Show's retired, what, four times? Right. You 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 really can't tell. So this one, I mean, it's not going to be great to watch. The outcome is probably not going to be anything for the history books. It's just mm -hmm. there. Uh, good for those guys getting a payday. That's really all I can say about it. I'm hoping you should probably give it to Strowman. <laughs> Strowman. Yeah, hopefully, whoever does win it is somebody that's a surprise. It would because be nice. The list of Bo names you see there in this in this stop that horrible. <laughs> I'm not actually asking for that to happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, Ooh. social outcasts. Actually, yeah. you know what? You know what would be really funny is if somehow all four of them won it. <laughs> I don't know how you would accomplish wow. that. But that would actually be a pretty funny gimmick to to have if, them if, walking out on Raw the next night, like all holding that trophy. 
Well, they could do that though. As long as one of them wins it, they can just do like the new day and say, we're all the tag team champions. We're all right, the, right. you know, under the giant memorial winners, whatever. It was teamwork. We all help yeah. each other. We're a family or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. that could yeah, really yeah. run around the ring and cheer. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, next up, and I only, I only make this one next because there's not a title involved. Uh, again, we don't know where any of these are going to fall on the card, but AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Now, AJ Styles, I started watching TNA wrestling back in 2002 when they were doing pay-per-views every Wednesday night for 10 bucks. Yes, that's my history with AJ. I love AJ Styles. Um... He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I do not qualify that with, oh, he's not a great talker or anything. I think when AJ gets on the mic, he he is AJ Styles. Like, yes, he has the ac- he has the you know southern accent, whatever, but that man can tell a story on the mic and in the ring. I fucking love that guy, and I never imagined. I still to this to this day, he's been in WWE for a couple of months now. Every single time he walks out, I'm still like, "Holy fuck, what is he doing here?" I mm-hmm. love it and I love that he seems to have revitalized Chris Jericho because I was over Jericho. I was actually very upset that Jericho was the guy that seemed to be feuding with Styles when Styles first came in because I never needed to see Chris Jericho again. Uh, he, the last few times he's shown up, he's been stale. He's had, uh, he, to me, has not seemed motivated, has not seemed like he really cared about being there and had ring rust that was overwhelming his val- his name value. I feel like J- uh, AJ Styles has brought out not even the old Chris Jericho, but a new Chris Jericho that we've never seen before that knows how to operate in the ring for his age and for just where he is in life. His promos have been better than ever. Like this... This has been electric. I I think the most excited I get for WWE right now is when AJ Styles and Chris Jericho are on my screen. Uh, it's just amazing that and and I want to give the Miz I already mentioned the Miz, but I want to give the Miz credit too for putting AJ over because his Miz TV segments were instrumental in getting AJ over with the WWE crowd. But, oh, yeah. uh, man, this match, this has the potential to be the match of the night. How do you guys feel about AJ? So. I really do. How do you guys feel about AJ, and how do you guys feel about 2016 Chris Jericho? Scott, let's start with you this time. Uh, I was with you. I thought that Jericho had pretty much, he was basically just showing up for the paycheck. I honestly wonder sometimes if, he's being hampered more than some of the guys by having to stick to the the WWE approved script. Cause his, his promo stuff has always been better when he's doing his own thing. Yeah. You know? And I think that having to stick to that, 
very sort of rigid script that they seem to have really put a damper on his mic skills, which in turn made you less excited to watch him in the ring. I think you're right about the feud with AJ sort of bringing it back a bit for him. I like seeing him as a heel, like a real sort of asshole, just trying to screw over AJ kind of deal. Right. AJ was like the one guy, like he was the best guy who never went to WWE, like forever. So it's it was really amazing to see him come in at the Royal Rumble there. And it so, seemed well, like I, he never would because, you know, there there were – and, I, you know, I don't know how tuned, tuned in uh, the listeners are, but, you know, for years there were stories that AJ had actually turned down a WWE opportunity, uh, that yeah. they had approached him and he, had, he was happy with – his schedule in and his uh, living environment in TNA and just wasn't interested in the, the WWE grind because that's something I do want to put over for every single one of the athletes on this card. WWE works the hell out of you. You're on the road all the time. You know, you may, you know, we sit back and think, wow, these guys get to travel. They get to their, their superstars, whatever the case may be. But they're they're travel they're on the road, they're on a grind. It's hard as shit for these guys, and they have to stay in shape. They have to look a certain way, and and it's a small thing, but it's hard to eat right on the road. So these guys are living a very difficult life that most of us could not pull off. I don't think Jericho was doing a great job on that last count for a while there. <laughs> he was looking a little potty, man. I mean, I don't, I don't like to knock the guy for doing what he has to do, but DDP yoga. <laughs> All about DDP yoga. He needs some more of that for sure. So, uh, Sean, how do you feel about this one? I this is probably the match that I'm the most excited for on this entire card. Um, I popped huge when AJ came out um, at. What did he, Survivor? Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah, God, Rumble. The, the time. Time flies. Um, yeah, when he came out, I, I, Phantom, you were there. I was watching it in the Phantom Zone. It, and it I blew lost our my fucking mind. minds. I yeah, mean, it yeah. Was, I was it like, was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, um, and total mark for the hometown boy. You know, he's from around where I live. Um, I think he's one of the best wrestlers working today. Can't believe that he's in the WWE it's, it's, and that he's going to be on WrestleMania. That is absolutely blowing my mind. And, um, yeah, Jericho, you know, at, at the Tokyo thing, Jericho was pointless. Um, and I wasn't super stoked and I, I kind of felt like it was going to be a waste for, um, for AJ, but man, he's Jericho's come in and put on some of the best matches he's done in, in forever. And so, yeah, this is, I'm probably more excited about this match than I am any other match on the card. Did I lose everybody? Uh, No, no, no. I thought I thought you had more to say. I'm I'm (laughs) shocked that you kept it so concise. Uh, It's just crazy, (laughs) Devlin. Devlin, how do you feel? Uh, I'm a big AJ Styles fan myself, and uh, I was really excited when he showed up. And uh, but I was when when they put him in Jericho, I was. A little bit disappointed with the first match. It was, I know what both of them are capable of and I just didn't, didn't see what I expected to I, see out of the two, but I totally agree with you. All the matches that followed, they kept getting better and better. And, uh, you know, 
aside from that with the pay per view match, they had to, had a couple little botchy spots there. But uh, I think you know with the pressure of WrestleMania and putting on a match of that proportion, I think they're going to blow it out of the park. Yeah, that, I mean you're you're absolutely right. That first match, I felt like was kind of going in. Well, here's the thing. I said that I wasn't real happy with Jericho's work prior to this run. Yeah. And I felt like uh he's he's got a lot of ring rust and that he never did much to correct that ring rust. But I feel like AJ has really set him on fire and that this time he's taken it upon himself to figure out what he's capable of now. He's yeah. adapted his style to his age. Yeah. Because yeah. usually the case is you got to hang with Chris Jericho, but he's got to hang with AJ Styles. Uh, yeah, that, and that's exactly right. And he has done an admirable job of adapting to what he's in right now. And this, man, this match, like I said, it's got the potential to be the best match on the card. Yeah, and there's no gimmicks, no nonsense. It's just two guys wrestling. Yes, we are going to see exactly what both of these men are capable of because you know they're both going to go in there and give it 100%. This is going to be a standout match. Uh, so, next up, we have a title match, The New Day versus The League of Nations. Now, The New Day, which features my close personal acquaintance, uh, Xavier Woods, <laughs> who, who I have known actually for years because he hangs out with us at Dragon Con every year, uh, but who is now a WWE superstar and has to be very careful about how he appears at Dragon Con. Uh, New Day have sheerly by force of will and personality become the most entertaining people on the WWE roster. And there's no there's no way around it. WWE knows it, and and I honestly I would love to hear Vince McMahon's honest opinion of New Day because I feel like he's baffled by how over they are. But those he, four Shelton Benjamins are amazing. But oh no, um, but he knows he knows they're over. So they get sent out and given all the time they want. And, and they're, I'll, you know, we talked about scripting earlier. These guys aren't working off a script. They are no, not. Yeah. That, and see, that's the thing. It seems like the guys who are allowed to go out there and do their thing are the ones who are getting over and doing it right. Yes. And everybody else who can't seem to, I don't know if they just don't have the ability to come up with their own stuff or what, what's going on there, but they're the ones that are getting held back and they're not you know, achieving their full potential. I think, and this is purely my speculation. Obviously I have no ends whatsoever. I feel like the guys that go out and say, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do my thing are the ones that over the course of time get to do their thing. And I think your other guys who are maybe a little more meek or a little more afraid and who do go by the script Get stuck with the script. Uh, but New Day clearly not working off of the script. They're getting over on their own talents. They're, they're, uh, you know, they've had a couple of, of things that haven't worked quite as well, but for the most part, they're hilarious. The crowd loves them. 
and they're some of the most over guys in the company right now, purely by their own efforts. Nothing to do with the uh, the writing team. And they are taking on the League of Nations. And the League of Nations need to give New Day at least 25% of their WrestleMania paychecks because they were nowhere before New Day started shit with them. And that they is still, yeah, all of the things they still just, aren't. Yeah, all of the praise we just heaped on the New Day, take the inverse of that. Well, but that's not fair though, because Barrett, isn't it though? Barrett, Del Rio, and Rusev are great talents that I feel like will, will make their way. Del Rio is fantastic. I love Del Rio. Watch Lucha Underground yeah, if yeah. you want to see how good Alberto Del Rio is. Rusev, my gosh, that guy is fucking phenomenal. And he had a series of matches with Big E a year or so ago that were amazing. Some of the best big man matches I've ever seen. And Barrett, uh, you know, he's a good talker. He doesn't do anything for me in the ring. I know a lot of people like him. But, you know, he's, he's got value. Seamus, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm almost ready to give up on Project Seamus. But the point here is that because of New Day, League of Nations are over because I just want to see them fight. They've made it interesting. How do you guys feel? Let's start with Sean this time. Uh, probably can guess how I feel a little bit about this by my statement about the new day, or League of Nations being the inverse of the new day. And, and I don't actually mean that to take away from any of the individuals. It's just as a group, it's sort of sucking away the best parts of these individuals. Like Del Rio deserves to be in his own match. Rusev deserves to be in his own match. Like they, they took guys that were really good, like Del Rio, like Rusev, and put them with guys like Sheamus in order to keep Seamus relevant. Well, here's the thing with Del Rio, and I, I don't know if he shit the bed. I don't know if creative shit the bed, but his debut, uh, winning the title from Cena in unspectacular fashion, you know, he, he was brought in in a very underwhelming way, tacking Zeb Coulter onto him. You know, I, I what almost. What the hell was that? I, yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> He's was. He's had a lot of. Unfortunate things associated. Yeah, they really fucked that guy when they brought him in, when he should have come in and set the world on fire. Uh, but the, I, I don't know if if you know it's him or if it's creative or whatever the case may be. But yeah, he he started from a bad place. Right. So I, this match is going to be awesome just because it's the new day and they put on awesome matches and there are guys in this match that can really go. Um, the four on three thing, I'm a little wary about just cause, and then they, the fact that it was for the belts and now it's not for the belts, that whole confusion. Um, oh, is it not for the titles anymore? It's not for the titles anymore. They changed it. What the uh, fuck or, is or that? Se- or seemingly have changed it. And now it's a non-title match, which just makes it. Uh, oh, you're right. I'm see, I see that right now. Yeah. So it just kind of makes it eh. more confusing and, and less compelling. Right. Um, not that when they were going for the tag titles, it was even clear how that was going to work. Well, the problem, but, though, is that New Day, in every interaction they've had, New Day has gone over. Right. So there's no drama there. 
Right. And so what I unfortunately what I think is going to happen is that New Day is not going to go over here. Right. Um the the League of Nations is going to go over. It's going to be a big win for the heels. Uh there's going to be a massive massive beatdown um on the New Day and so uh because they're going to make the full face turn and League of Nations is is you know they'll be the faces in peril. They'll come out of WrestleMania with a loss. They'll come out stronger for it, but still, I hate that you know their first big WrestleMania moment like this is um, it, for them to lose. I, I think that I see the heels going over in this one. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of the League of Nations um, as it stands now. I feel like you could cut some of the dead weight. Barrett's on his way out the door. Sheamus is pointless, and I say that as a proud Irishman and be sad. Um, but yeah, you could. You know, you could get rid of him, and, and then you can make the League of Nations like a legitimate, interesting stable. Uh, and then you, you know, uh, fantasy book the Balor Club in there at some point with Gallows, uh, Anderson, and no, stop Ballard. it, stop. Yeah. That's enough, Devlin. What about you? Uh, I'm not, I'm not as big into the New Day as everyone else seems to be. Uh, I, I that's because you don't like happy. <laughs> I don't like, happy <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't find them funny or anything like that. Or inter- I just find them obnoxious. I mean, they're good, they're good talents. I like watching them wrestle, but the the promos and stuff just get on my nerves. And, uh, well, and you're not you're not alone <laughs> in that because I've I've heard others that feel like they miss more than they hit. Yeah, they're just pulling stuff out of their bootio. So oh, uh, bootios, they-, <laughs> they keep you from being booty. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're they're entertaining in the ring as far as the match goes. Uh, League of Nations, they suck, and they, <laughs> they, they do, and they haven't done anything to correct the fact that they suck. And uh, <laughs> so, so what you're saying basically is this match is a piss break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. This is like another. I mean, just like a lot of stuff on the card, it's just last minute booking. Like they they had nothing to go with, and they just kind of rushed some stuff through just to have a card, you know. <laughs> we will mark that on your scorecard, sir. <laughs> uh, Scott, what about you? I I think I would have much rather have seen the New Day take on either the Usos or the Dudleys. To be honest, this the, the League of Nations is not cutting it. I mean, they're just, they're four guys who don't really belong together. There's no, they don't have chemistry at all. Uh, I mean, I'm not as hard on Seamus as you guys are. I, I actually like, I actually liked him quite a bit before he did his last heel turn. I thought he, you know, he's, he's never been, I thought he was sort of John Cena-ish in his sort of, He's a good worker and he did stuff and he was a big guy and he's cool to look at because he's so white. It's like mayonnaise with ketchup on top. <laughs> he's the he's the ginger avenger. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and I love Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I really wish he wasn't stuck with this with anything he's been stuck with since he came back. Yeah, you're not yeah, kidding. He got shafted. I mean, like, he's like, okay, I, I can't work with WWE anymore because of all the racism, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, well, how about this? We'll bring you back. We'll give you the U.S. championship, and we'll saddle you with the most racist guy that we used to have. Oh. But he won't be racist anymore. Is that good enough? And he's like, all right, I'll take it. Right. It was just like I did not understand where that was going at all, and clearly they didn't either. They were just throwing it against the wall. Yeah. I, I mean, I like – I love the new day. I think they're, the trombone is the greatest thing that ever happened to them. <laughs> uh, 
they're doing, and, and again, they're doing their own thing. They get to, they get to make up their own stuff and it's working for them. Good, good for them. Let's just take a moment to appreciate, uh, Xavier Woods playing La Cucaracha at Alberto Del Rio. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> oh my God. You know, there's, there's one thing about this match that really upsets me. It's Rusev. Like, look where he was last year. He uh, came out yeah. on a fucking tank. On a tank. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, like, in the uh, U.S. title match with John well, Cena, and it was awesome, and now he's here. And we yeah. do, we but do, that's the thing. we do have to acknowledge the fact that I, I don't know what New Day's entrance is going to be, but I feel like there's a very good chance they're literally going to fly to the ring on unicorns. I thought you were going to say they were going to come out of a giant asshole. Oh. That's your next entrance. I can't even imagine. I'm going to talk to the booker and make that happen. Now Now it's big tissue paper asshole. Giant asshole in the back of the room. But this, the bottom line is we've got three very talented guys in the new day. We've got four guys who know how to go in League of Nations, this is going to be an entertaining match. I don't know what kind of bullshit they're going to have to pull to make the the handicap stupid. I hate handicap matches. They're not good for anyone. But uh, this this is going to be fun to watch. It just is. Certainly not for a title match because it's just complicated. Uh, you're right, right. Uh, so moving on. Uh, I'm going to say next on the card is because there is not a title involved, which is unfortunate. Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar, two of the best talent, best and most valuable talents in WWE right now in a no holds barred street fight. Uh, this is just going to be crazy as fuck. Dean Ambrose is another guy, uh, kind of like New Day, who sheerly by force of will has gotten himself over. A few months ago, he was mid-card at best. They were not giving him anything to do. And he has managed to make himself the most over guy in the company. Uh, <laughs> and it's, when, it's, it's amazing because he's, he's fantastic on the mic. He's fantastic in the ring aside from his stupid fucking rebound clothesline, which he, uh, he seems to have toned down lately. Uh, and then Brock Lesnar, who is a once in a lifetime phenomenon in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, nobody, I would go so far as to say the only person as big event as Lesnar is Undertaker. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, what kind of what I want to see is that stupid rope rebound thing after a suplex. Like, I want to hear, I want to see him <laughs> suplex. So he gets a German. He rolls. So he bounces so hard. Right. I want to bounce off the mat so hard he jumps into the ring ropes and then rebounds and then just falls right back into another suplex. You know what? I would take that. Right? Like, I that would, would be entertaining. I would accept it under those circumstances. Right. Um, this, I mean, this match is going to be badass. It's going to be fantastic. And it's, it is the other match on the card that has the potential to be the match of the night, but in a very different way from AJ and Jericho in that this one is a gimmick match. It's going to involve implements. Uh, I really liked Mick Foley showing up and giving, 
uh, Dean the barbed wire baseball bat. And yeah. I really hated Terry Funk showing up and giving him the, ch- uh, excuse me, giving him the chainsaw. Uh, if he'd given him the branding iron, that would have been fine. But the chainsaw, that's fucking stupid. Nobody yeah. is using a chainsaw in a wrestling match that my, my disbelief is not going to be suspended that far. And that's not Terry Funk's legacy. Chainsaw Charlie is some dumb bullshit that he got saddled with in the late nineties so he could team up with Cactus Jack. That was dumb. If he'd given him, uh, the double cross branding iron, that would have had some significance. But anyway, this is going to be, there's going to be the tub of plunder. There's going to be international objects. This is going to be fucking crazy. What do you guys think? Uh, let's start with Devlin this time. Uh, I think it's going to be absolutely batshit insane. And I think that the only way that Dean can win this match is if he pins Brock Lesnar with a forklift. <laughs> oh no! No! <laughs> you went there! Oh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see why Dean would come out of this victorious, even though I'd really like to see that. Because, you know, it seems like they teasing booking him in the main event level regularly, and I'd like to see him be the champion because he's the guy that deserves it. And uh, But, yeah, the, the way they've been using Brock, like, it wouldn't make any sense for Dean to win this. Like, well, the Brock thing is, though, him. the thing is Dean doesn't have to win it. He can He can still go over without yeah. winning. Yeah, he can pull yeah, the Brock. Yeah, yeah. Dean can lose the shit out of this match and will still be over huge with the Yes. Guy. Yes. And and he proved that. I mean, after uh you know, going back to Roadblock, where yeah. we were all kind of hoping that maybe something would change and it didn't, but the the key thing to take away from that was that Triple H came out and was Triple H at the absolute top of his game. We, this is as good a Triple H as we've ever seen. And Dean Ambrose went into that match and not only held his own, but put on a badass match with yeah. one of the greatest of all time. He lost, but he came out the other side looking better. Yeah. And, and it's probably a better match that we're going to get with Roman on uh, Sunday. Well, a hundred percent. Yes. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, what about you, Scott? What do you think about this one? I'm not the biggest Lesnar fan. I mean, I understand his, the phenomenon of him. It's just, it seems so hard to book against him because either he has to demolish the person or chicanery has to happen, right? Right. So right. obviously that it had to be the street fight just because there's no way you could even think that Dean Ambrose can go one-on-one with Brock Lesnar and come out on top. Unless he can, you know, do some crazy shit. Unless he can so use a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not the chainsaw necessarily. <laughs> but I mean, Ambrose has sort of set him has set himself up as he's almost like the Steve Austin of the current WWE. Like sure. he's, he just does his own thing, says what he wants, does what he wants, blah, 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 blah. And no matter what he does, everybody loves him. When I first started watching WWE again, he was in the middle of the Shield thing and I watched it for a good three months before I realized he was the United States champion. Yeah, I had I, I had no idea he was just sort of a he was just sort of a piece of a puzzle. But he's really really come into his own in the last you know last half a year to a year. I, I read a couple of interviews with him and I just I love his attitude towards the whole thing. He's like I get to come out and make ugly faces and they give me money. It's great. 
You know, I love, I love his, his whole attitude towards the craft. He's clearly, he's in it to, to, to make it better. He's there when he needs to be and he does what he has to do, which is more sadly than I can say for Brock. I mean, he's getting better, but I've really had a sort of a, a, a beef with Brock just because he is such a part-time wrestler and I don't, I don't like that he gets as much spotlight as he does. Well, here's here's how I feel about Brock. Uh, he is a phenomenon. He's a freak of nature, and I honestly, you know, if he if he wrestled a full time schedule, then what would he be? He wouldn't be anything special. He'd be a big guy. I mean, we we've seen that Brock Lesnar before, and it was great, but now. He's a guy that every single time he shows up, it feels like an event. It feels like something special. And yeah, maybe it comes from the fact that he doesn't want to work all that hard. But I'll tell you what, when he shows up, he's worth 10 Sheamus's. He's, oh yeah. He's worth every well, moment. Well, to be that fair, the shit I for. took earlier is worth 10 Sheamus's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. He is nowhere near that bad, man. Oh. That's true. It was only a five Seamus shit. Uh, <laughs> but this, the this shit is gonna be test. A, this is gonna be a badass match. We got everybody on this one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So moving on uh, into the... oh no wait a minute no I just typed in and made snarky remarks I didn't give my opinion oh did you not get your opinion <laughs> yeah no, Dude, yeah I did not I just, made, I just talk shit um, <laughs> uh, this. Uh, I think this one should be fun. Um, if you watched, uh, Lesnar's appeal is that he went into the UFC and did really well. And if you watch the guys that beat him, they were equally beasts. So this is definitely a Jack the Giant Killer scenario. Um, it is somewhat ironic knowing that, uh, anybody that knows, uh, Ambrose's character, John Moxley from the Indies, he was kind of playing the anti Mick Foley, anti um, Terry Funk, like right, you know, right. to doing the whole like people are getting really fucking injured because they're all trying to wrestle like you guys did. So there is a, a subtle irony that his character has now just become like the next. Like he he was given the bat and and the chainsaw, and the hardcore legend. Yeah, what? yeah, he's this, he's a future hardcore legend. This feels more natural for him to me than John Moxley ever did. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's that, when you have a gimmick that's strictly a response to a very specific person, you're gonna be boxed in by that person. So this, the lunatic fringe, he definitely is very believable with that. Uh, so he could go over, but they're gonna have, but it's gonna have to be, I think it would require more creative storytelling than the WWE is capable of doing right now, so I yeah, see yeah. Fox winning this one, uh, but Ambrose still getting, you know, going over huge just in general. It's definitely the better version of Callisto versus Ryback. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. That's that's a good call. So moving on to our main events, uh, we have the triple threat match for the WWE Divas Championship, which just today uh, I read, and I I don't like to talk about rumors on the show, but this is a rumor that I love, so I'm going to bring it up. Uh, I read that they will be retiring the stupid butterfly title and bringing back the women's championship, uh, supposedly ditching the whole divas concept, uh, after mania. I would love that. That would be great. 
But so what they give awesome. the show? Triple, yeah, oh God. well, yeah. who cares? I don't watch it. I don't give a but, shit. But let them do the show and just leave Eva Marie on that show. She doesn't right. appear in a wrestling again. So, triple threat match. We have Charlotte, who is the champion, versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Now, I would bet money that months ago this match was going to be Charlotte versus Sasha. Becky Lynch was brought up to the main roster as an afterthought. She was brought up to even out the stupid three-person teams that they had when they started the supposed women's revolution. Uh, and Becky Lynch, like Dean Ambrose, like New Day, is someone who has gotten over sheerly through hard work and force of will. Because I don't believe WWE ever intended for her to have the spot on the card that she has right now. But she works hard as fuck. She's charming, she's smart, she's natural. When she gets on the mic, she's one of those people that is very comfortable and that the way that she talks is the way that humans talk. Uh, she busted out a Monty Python reference that, you know, nobody's going to get that, but it was funny and it was great and it was charming. Uh, I'm very excited that Becky Lynch is in this match that I don't think she was ever meant to be in. Uh, I'm not saying I think she's going to win it, but just the fact that she was able to get here is great. Charlotte uh, is a fantastic heel. She never should have been a face. She's way over. Ric Flair has been fucking everything up. Every time, no. every time Ric Flair has been involved in a match finish, he's fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I don't like him. In this, I get that they're using him to get Charlotte over, but I don't think she needs him. I think that's an underestimation of her abilities to involve him with it. And then Sasha Banks, who is just fantastic. She's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. Uh, unfortunately, all three of these women have been hampered by working the main event style, but hopefully that's a factor that's going to go away after Mania. I'm excited for this match. I don't know that I have a lot of faith they're going to give it a ton of time. If they give it the right amount of time, it's another contender for match of the night. If they treat it like a standard Divas match, it is not. If they treat it like a palate cleanser and they throw it on in between the Hell in a Cell and the world title match, uh, then it is not a contender. But I, I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I have no fucking clue. I just know these three women are badass, and I'm excited about the potential of this match. What do you think? Let's start with Scott this time. Uh, I, this is going to be a great match. Uh, again, as you say, if they give them enough time to run with it, I'm kind of hoping that uh, this is where her and Rick sort of uh, part ways. Rick goes back to doing whatever he was doing before and leaves her on her own, maybe because maybe he causes her to lose this one. I don't know. I think I think Sasha could easily pick up a steal. Uh, they're yeah, they're just all they're all great workers, and I would really like to see them get a chance to do the work and and give it as much time as it needs for a dramatic, you know, lots of back and forth, lots of spots kind of deal. I, I would love to see this match get twenty minutes. The only problem is triple threat matches are a bitch because you know you've always got one person that's got to lay out a little bit. Uh, it's 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 a tough match to work, and I, I think these ladies are going to earn their money. Sean, what do you think? 
Uh, I think this is right up there with AJ and Jericho as the, some of the matches I'm most looking forward to seeing. Um, actually probably these two, those two matches, uh, if they live up to what I'm hoping to see, will make the entire WrestleMania for me. This, this is three, uh, three women that can just absolute flat out go. Um, Sasha has put on some of the most, am- most amazing title matches. Uh, with her and Bailey, and so to see her be able to do this on the WrestleMania stage is, uh, with um, Charlotte and Becky is just going to be insane. Uh, I hope they they give this one the time that it deserves. I hope they do like interesting storytelling with it, and that they don't just come up with some way for Flair to insert himself and sexually harass somebody. Like they actually uh. let it go and become an actual match, and, and give these uh, give these women the time necessary because. This really, I agree with you. This could be match of the night easily. My my hope is that about five minutes in, Flair gets sent backstage. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Or gets like that's what you do in a real match, you know. Right. That's what you, in one in a big stakes match, you'd be like, "Get out of here!" Right. That's what I'm hoping for. Devlin, what do you think? Uh, well, you know, I was I was really excited when these three came in like about a year ago, and uh, we haven't really seen what they're capable of. I don't think yet. And I think this match might might show what we all know they can do. Uh, they, they just got booked in horrible angles with you know people that can't wrestle, <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, it's just not working. I mean, you look at that uh, Total Divas match in the opener, and that's what you got in the women's division. Uh, but this right here, this is going to be special, and I think I think they will give them the time to show off what they can do and show them that women's wrestling can be you know viable. Do you guys have any picks for who you think is going to go over? I, I don't know. I have no idea how this thing is going to go. I'm leaning a bit towards Sasha, uh, but, but I'm not sure because it's WrestleMania. They want the feel good and Sasha's kind of a tweener at this point. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is the clear baby face in this one. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have a pick. What about you guys? Uh, I think Sasha, I'm- I like Becky chasing the title. Um, I, I think that's just a better position for her. Sure. Um, so like I could see her getting screwed out of the win somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then she chases Sasha. Uh, and then we set up another feud with somebody else for Charlotte. Uh, yeah. maybe a breakup with her dad or something. I really like, uh, Becky a lot. And, uh, but I don't think they're going to give it to her, which you know, is, it's fine. I mean, anybody that wins is, is deserving in yeah. this match, I think. Uh, I, I would lead toward Sasha, but she hasn't really, uh, had that much exposure, at least not that I've seen on, on Raw or SmackDown. She's mainly just been riding the main event, Superstars cards. Yeah. Uh, so they, they might just keep it on Charlotte and, you know, you know, once everybody sees what they can do, they, you know, they might push Becky and Sasha more and maybe get, give them the belt later. What about you, Scott? Uh, yeah, I root for Becky, but I, I think it's probably going to be Charlotte. I think, I think you guys are right. I think Sasha is, I mean, she's so over with the hardcore fans, but I think the general public is not so, not so aware of her abilities yet. Yeah. I think that's a solid call. So we have two Uh, matches left and, uh, we're going to go with the title match next. My, and this is, I'm not basing this on anything other than just saying, fuck it. This is what I'm going to say. Uh, I think the main event will be the Hell in a Cell match. 
I'm going to say the title match, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Triple H defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against the chosen one, Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't think they're going to put this on the last because I think the inevitable outcome is Roman Reigns is going to win that title. Uh, and the crowd is going to shit lustily <laughs> all over it. Uh, so the only... Well, we got to talk about Roman Reigns a little bit. I want to make it... I want to make it absolutely poor, poor Roman Reigns. Well, I want to make it clear. I think Roman Reigns has something. I don't think he's a waste, but I do think their 18 months of pushing him to the moon is horribly misguided. He, you know, if, if my employer 18 months ago had told me that I needed to reach a certain goal by now and I had not done it, I would have lost my job. Roman Reigns, 18 months ago, was expected to be the most beloved person in WWE, and he is the most hated person in WWE. Now, they could run with that, but for some reason, they have stubbornly insisted that he's the man, that even though Triple H has been playing the bastard heel rule book for the past several weeks... Roman Reigns gets the fuck booed out of him every time he he walks in the door and they start booing. He doesn't even have to talk. He's got the best heel heat of anybody working in wrestling today, but they insist on pushing him as a babyface. This is a disaster. Uh and I, and I look, I feel wow. like I can see a day where Roman Reigns is a solid upper mid-card guy. Maybe he can make his way to the main event. I don't know. I don't see it. But, you know, anything is possible. Triple H is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the business. On the mic, in the ring, in every way possible. So, this match will be good. Because Roman Reigns has shown himself capable of hanging with guys who are really good. But the audience is going to be the defining factor in this thing. And if WWE treats Roman Reigns as the heroic babyface, they're going to shit all over it. My crazy fantasy booking stupid outcome for this match is that Stephanie... Oh, that's right. You told me this theory. My bonkers theory, it's not even a theory, it's my bonkers fantasy booking, is that Stephanie helps Roman Reigns win and turns on her husband, Triple H, because he's old and he's the past. I don't know what the reasoning would be, but Stephanie is fucking great on the mic, so she could cut a screechy, crazy promo. Reigns turns heel, teams up with Stephanie, wins the title, and we go on from there. That's the only acceptable outcome. Now that's not the way that, <laughs> that's not the way they're gonna go. The but, only acceptable outcome. But for is me totally batshit crazy for, for me personally, that's the only way I leave WrestleMania feeling like a sane person booked it. How do you guys feel about Roman Reigns? How do you feel about this match? Uh Devlin. Um uh, I don't I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think he sucks. 
Uh, I think he sucks in the position he's in. Yes. Uh, I have another uh, theory of a possible outcome. Drop it. Triple H retains the title, and Roman Reigns turns heel afterward. And then uh, maybe whatever happens with the Shane angle, that way that's a way to keep Triple H in. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think the match is going to suck. I think the crowd is going to shit on it, whether it sucks or not. Right. And I think it would be great to watch it. It's like watching a train wreck, you know. It's... Well, and the thing is, the thing that made me so happy at Roadblock uh, was Triple H is the best we've seen him in the past at least six or seven years. I mean, he's he's on top right now. I mean, he, he's in great shape, better shape than he's been in years. He had a fantastic match with Ambrose. So now I feel like the question mark is how much wrestler Triple H are we going to get? What kind of story is there? Is he doing this one match and then he's going back to wearing a suit? Do mm-hmm. we, do we, is there a potential for a few months? You know, maybe he'll run it out through SummerSlam. We don't know. So yeah, there that's is the assumption that he's, he's going to drop it, you know, right, cause he's, right. he's a part timer, but you know, but maybe not. They might swerve us. Yeah. Know. There, there's, there are question marks around this match. And I think that's, that is what makes it an acceptable part of the card. Uh, Scott, what about you? That's where I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards, I'm hoping that Triple H retains. I think that would be the best thing for the story so far. I think that would the best, be the best thing for Roman Reigns. Because, I mean, he, he, like you said, he's got no wins. There's, there's, no, there's no outcome where this looks good on him. Right. He's, he's got nowhere to go but down from here because even if he becomes the champion, no one accepts it. I mean, Daniel Bryan fucked him hard. <laughs> when when, did, when Daniel did. Bryan came back in that yeah, Royal Rumble, you're right. and you're right, that's that's where it all started going to. Because Roman Reigns was he was on the track, yeah. he was actually on his way to becoming what they want him to be. But Daniel Bryan came back, and everybody loved Daniel Bryan, so he was just screwed. There was nothing he could do. This whole situation is not his fault, and I don't blame him for it. It's unfortunate. I just feel sorry for him. But I will, I will say this about Roman though. Uh, I don't dislike the guy, but I don't feel like he's there yet. Uh, no. Well, he's he not. Have, That's the problem. He can have solid matches, but he can't have great matches. He's not good on the mic. He does not connect with crowds. No. He's not good at emoting. Like, he's not ready for the position that they're putting him in. And the problem is not even so much that he's not ready, is that there's so many other guys that we like that are ready, that he seems Mm -hmm. to have leapfrogged over. I think that's what my problem is. Sean, what do you think? I think that's what a lot of people's problem is. Yeah. Sean, how do you feel about this one? (laughs) Well, good enough. That's, that's pretty much how I feel. I don't, (laughs) Roman, Roman could be good. Um, I feel like there's a chance that he could be good. Triple H is going to bring a great match out of him. Yes. Um, he's, and they've actually some of their encounters where he's gone total rage fest. Um, you know, some of those, some of those beatings that he's given Triple H, those have been good. So they could put on a good match. It's just the story that they're telling with the match is, it's not working for me. Now, apparently Roman's merch moves like crazy. 
So there are fans of him out there. Um, I don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> Well, his stuff looks badass. I mean, it's they're nice looking shirts and shit. Yeah, they, yeah, they maybe did a that's good it. job with his designs. Um, yeah, so maybe he's just got good designs. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm not terribly, uh, terribly stoked on this one. I, I kind of hate that, um, and as I'm sure we'll get to the next match. But I, I feel like both of them that are going to both of the matches that will be the main event for WrestleMania uh, are matches I'm the least interested in. Um, well, and I mean, that's. I, I, I think that has a lot to do with the injury list. Yeah. yeah all this absolutely. stuff, all this stuff that's happening now wouldn't have been happening if they hadn't had so many guys go down. And that's yeah. a, that's a great segue into the final match, which, which I'm calling for the main event, but w- that remains to be seen. And that is Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. And this one 100% is the result of the injury situation. Uh, Shane, oh yeah. Shane oh, yeah. McMahon. This one just smells like punt all over it. Well, Shane McMahon came back uh, about a month ago to massive pops because he is the only McMahon to possess the babyface gene. We love Mm -hmm. Shane coming out on the stage, doing his little crazy shuffle foot thing and running down and talking shit to Vince and Steph. It was a great comeback. And... The match was set up incredibly awkwardly. We didn't understand. Oh. We didn't understand why Undertaker would fight for Vince McMahon. We didn't understand. We quite, still don't. Quite. Yeah, we still don't. Know. Quite, right. Quite what was going on. And honestly, aside from Shane coming back, everything else I feel like has been botched because rather than focusing on the business aspect, they have gone back to the McMahon family drama aspect, which none of us cared about when they were doing it back in 1999, and we fucking sure don't care about it 17 years later. Uh, I would be much more interested if they'd followed up on you guys aren't running the business right, because that's what Shane opened with was ratings are down, what are you guys doing? But then they turned it into... Well, you know, Shane's jealous of Stephanie. Stephanie's afraid of Shane. Da, 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 da. And I don't care about that bullshit. I don't care if Vince McMahon stole the company from his dad. I don't care if Shane's here to steal it back. I'm much more interested if Shane had the perspective of, I know how to run this business better than you do, and I'm determined to win it back because I want it to have a future. And they started with that, but then they kind of tapered off. But... The bottom line is, Shane McMahon, every single time he has ever been in that ring, has brought it like a motherfucker. In the past, mm-hmm. in the past, Shane McMahon has been the kind of tubby little rich kid who's come in and done some crazy shit. Shane McMahon of 2016 has trained in all kinds of martial arts. He knows jiu-jitsu, he knows Muay Thai, he also has a six-pack, and he's fucking 45 years old. Shane McMahon in 1997, or 8, or whenever he was wrestling, always, every time he came out, he had two shirts on because of his fucking spare tire. This Shane McMahon is lean, he's mean, he moves fast, he throws the shittiest-looking punches I've ever seen in oh, my God. life. <laughs> oh, God. For someone studying Muay Thai, he... Oh God! Well, the thing is, he's throwing punches that 
would, he's got to throw punches that you pull. He's not throwing good gimmick punches. Right. He's throwing good real punches. Like if he's punching you like that in real life, you're going to cry. But in a no, gimmick, in no, a gimmick no. match, bad punches. No, no, no. I guarantee if Shane's hitting you and it looks like that, you're going to be hurting. But for for work for gimmicks, they look fucking terrible. Uh, but I here's the thing: he brings out the big events. Undertaker in great shape. We saw what he did last year. He came back and defied the odds, and uh, had a very physical match. He's good to go. This is going to be an event. It's going to be a spectacle, and that's all it needs to be. As far as the outcome, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. My dream is that Shane wins, and tomorrow or tomorrow night, Monday night on Raw, we have a new set. Shane comes out and throws the Divas title in the garbage. Shane brings back Cesaro. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Real change. Clean in house. Yes. Real change to the product. I don't have any faith whatsoever that that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. That's my dream. Uh, what about you guys? How do you feel about this clearly the most spectacular of spectacle matches? Let's, uh, we'll start with Sean this time. I do agree that it will be a spectacle. Um, and it's a hell in a cell. I mean, that's right there. It's a hell in a cell. There's going to have to be run-ins. Uh, I, mean, street, the, mean Street Posse. Because, because of the situation. <laughs> oh, God, no. Please, uh, yes. God, they, no. They might as well. <laughs> that's why you love Zack Ryder. Stop that. <laughs> oh. He's got uh, you there. Oh, God, yeah. No, don't bring them in. Uh, I love that I just totally destroyed your train you of thought. You wrecked my brain. I'm I already put a, fucking put tired. Pity and on then, your tracks. Yeah, uh, shit. No, I can't so even a spectacle. Find a train of thought. Shame so versus spectacle. Undertaker. It'll, it, yeah, it'll be a spectacle. There's no... Re- the story set up for this is not... The stipulations are such that we know... Like, fucking Undertaker is booked for SmackDown in the UK like two weeks after Mania. So we know that this isn't going to be a retirement match. Right. We know – so there's going to have to be some sort of fucked up ending to this. And my brain, because of the lack of the story leading into it, can't find the good ending. So I'm just going to watch it for the spectacle, for the high spots, and I'm going to enjoy it like I enjoy most Ring of Honor matches where it's just going to be crazy high spots. Holy shit, look what Shane did. Holy shit, look what Undertaker did. Both of them are too fucking old for this. Uh, so that's, you know, so I'm going to enjoy it for that. I'm, I, I kind of hate that it's, like I said, with the Triple H match, I hate that those, these are the main events because these don't feel like great wrestling matches. Right. They feel like uh, things that have to happen to move convoluted stories forward and they're stories that were convoluted because of the injuries. So th- these are the matches where the indus- where the injuries really are taking the most effect and, and impacting the overall WrestleMania. Um, because, because we're not getting stories that, that would be more logical if we had other people. Scott, are you feeling Shane O'Mac? I am actually, I'm, I'm digging it. Here's, here's the way I, it could go. I think, I think that if I would love to see your ending where Shane, Shane wins and does a total, total overhaul of the product. 
And I like it even better if Triple H retains that way. Mm-hmm. Because then you've got, you know, Shane, Stephanie and, and Triple H against Shane. And Shane can put Triple H through the kind of shit grinder that he's been putting people through for the last five, six years. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's good TV, man. That's good TV. And then I think if he comes out as the winner, he can also come out as the better man and say, hey, Undertaker, you don't have to quit. And that gets you around that whole shitstorm of, the Undertaker losing to Shane McMahon. That's that's a good sh- point. Well, and if which Shane, he, should, he shouldn't do, he shouldn't have to roll for Shane McMahon. If, but if Shane goes over, though, it's going to be due to some kind of massive interference or something. Oh yeah, it has to, like a chainsaw. But, but at the same time, like it, 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 if, if Shane doesn't go over. Well, yeah, because Dean Ambrose doesn't need it. He'll just leave it there. Or he'll come out and just give it to him. He's like, I don't need this shit. I'm going to cut your leg off. <laughs> That's a career-ending injury right there. <laughs> Missing leg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, where was going? Oh, yeah. So Shane McMahon, if he loses, like it really sort of drives home that point that this is total pointless booking. Like... Why bring him back at all if that's just what he was going to do was, was to lose? Right, right. And it's because that would be sad because he's obviously worked really hard. Like he's he's done the work to come back and do this. He's he's prepped himself as much as any guy can who hasn't been in the biz for you know ten years or whatever it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's... the way I would like to see it go. I honestly don't know what's going on with the Undertaker because I, I I thought after Brock beat him he was going to be done and then he didn't stop and then i thought he was gonna he was gonna you know sort of pass the mantle of the scary monster guy to bray wyatt and he didn't so everything they've done with him so far is i i have no idea why they're doing it i i can't i can't picture it i can't see where his story goes from here i well i i think shane's not the guy to put him out of the business no no but that's what i mean that's what i like that's why I like the idea of him winning, but being the magnanimous man and saying this is a whole new yeah. authority. Yeah, that's a good call. We're gonna wipe it all clean, and you're 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 good to stay. I know you only did what you did because my dad made you do it. Like if you if if you were gonna hire a, a hired gun to take out your son to stop him from taking your business, why the hell wouldn't you get Lesnar? Right. Yeah, <laughs> who's, who's the thing clearly that the most to me. Yeah, who's clearly business motivated. Right, and yeah, you say Heyman understands a good deal, but the uh, yeah. you know because because reasons. Devlin, how do you feel about this one? Uh, well, uh, Scott pretty much said everything I was thinking uh, as far as you know letting Triple H retain that title and uh, have Shane go over some in some way to win this match and get control because uh, you know if Shane loses, that'd just be a waste of bringing him in in general. Yeah. It should be really stupid to have him lose. And, but on the opposite side, you know, you can't let Undertaker lose either because, you know, in the way they got it booked where he's, it's his last WrestleMania if he loses, like, that would just be horrible. Have him lose to Shane. That would just be retarded. Uh, there, there's going to be shenanigans of epic proportions and it's probably going to be a lot worse than Sting and Triple H from last year. Oh, gosh. It's going to be fun to watch, though, I think. And uh, we're probably going to see some crazy, crazy stuff. Well, that 
That is it. And I think that sums up actually crazy stuff sums up this WrestleMania because <laughs> WWE. Stuff. Yeah. Well, they've essentially had to book out of their ass. There's a lot of stuff they've had to compensate for. They've had to come up with a lot of things on the fly at the last minute. And to me, that actually makes this, uh, they, they don't necessarily have the, the dazzle of some previous WrestleManias, but there's actually more excitement here because there's so many unknowns because they've had to do things last minute and, and they, you know, now they have to have a plan going from here on out and I don't know what that plan is. So there's, there's a level of excitement to the, this WrestleMania that there hasn't necessarily been in prior years just because it's not as predictable. We don't know where they're going to go. Because, you know, everybody's going to be coming back from their injuries in the near future, so we don't know how seriously they're taking anything that happens at this show. Uh, but the bottom line is, we're going to be sitting down watching it this Sunday. Uh, I also want to put over NXT TakeOver, which is Friday night. Uh, we'll, with the listeners, that'll be tonight on the WWE Network. Chances are that's going to be your better work rate show and I highly recommend you check it out if you can. It's certainly going to be. I, right. But <laughs> WrestleMania is WrestleMania. There's no ousting it from the top uh, sports entertainment, as much as I hate that term, the top sports entertainment event of the year. You can't miss WrestleMania. It's fucking WrestleMania. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about wrestling, talking about WWE. Before we wrap it up, I want to find out where we can find you online. What are you up to? Let's start with Scott. Have you got a Twitter handle? Uh, where, where can we find out what you're doing online and put over the uh, podcast again? Well, uh, I mean, the podcast, the Legion of Substitutepodcasters.com. Uh, they talk about all sorts of Legion related material. Legion of superheroes are their bread and butter. Uh, I haven't been on there for a while because I show up every once in a while because of my work schedule, but I know how such that is goes. The way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for anywhere else, uh, I'm mostly just a smart ass on Facebook. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really do much else. So yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, if you like what I do, check in with the subs and see what they've got to say about it. Very cool. Sean, where can we find you online? Oh, online. You can find me on, uh, primarily on Twitter and Instagram at Torch Code Lab. It's my business name. And every first and third Saturday, you can find me at, in Porterdale, Georgia, announcing guys like Devlin, uh, who actually I haven't announced, uh, yet, but, um, announcing for PCW. Porterdale Championship Wrestling, Platinum Championship Wrestling, that is being debated right now, actually. And finally, Devlin Valak, where can we find you online? Where can we find you in the squared circle? All right. uh, my wrestling fan page is facebook.com slash Devlin Valak. And uh, I'm also at PCW, Platinum Championship Wrestling in Porterdale, Georgia, every first and third Friday or Saturday. And uh, also, I have the column for Needless Things, Devlin's Domain, and I have uh, one in the oven right now. It's a review for Cannibal by director Marion Dora, which will probably induce lots of vomiting. <laughs> I, I love that you take on the tough stuff for the site, although the uh, the peanut butter one threw me off a little bit. Yeah, let's throw a curveball out there. <laughs> yeah, Devlin tends to post uh, Wednesday evening, so if you go to needlessthingssite.com, 
uh, poke around. You can find him under the needless things or regulars. And uh, Wednesday evenings you'll have, in all likelihood, uh, a review of a gruesome horror movie that no sane human being would ever want to watch. Uh, or potentially a family-friendly movie <laughs> that no one would want to watch <laughs> <laughs> guys thanks so much for coming on i appreciate it and i uh, look forward to watching wrestlemania this sunday i was already excited for wrestlemania but now after talking to those three fellas i am even more excited uh we it was interesting that we had a lot of the same opinions. I was hoping maybe we could get a noob on here, somebody who was more of a casual fan, but uh, casual fans don't get on the internet and talk about wrestling for two hours. So that's the challenge there. Speaking of challenges, I challenge you to go to patreon.com slash phantom troublemaker check out all the rewards the possibilities for contributing to me and to the needless things podcast needless things and even the dirty dirty con con game game show show you can find the needless things podcast on itunes and on stitcher and you can also join the needless things podcast facebook group that is where you can interact with all the Needless Things regulars. You can tell us what you want to hear on the show, how you want to hear it. If you've got a thing that you want to pitch or something that you want to come on and talk about, let us know. Come on the show. Be a guest. Contribute. Mr. Scott Cole, who was on tonight's show, he got on because he helped me out with a Skype dilemma one time. It's just that easy. All you have to do is have something interesting to say or be interesting or whatever. You can come on the show and pitch your thing. Or you can go to the Patreon and pledge $10 a month. And for as long as you keep that pledge going, you will have ad space on NeedlessThingsSite.com. That's exciting, right? Uh, WrestleMania Sunday. Takeovers tonight. I'm excited. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>